All right, bradcooney.com in association with HCN Networks is absolutely honored to have on board Honorable Mayor Tony Yarber, the mayor of Jackson, Mississippi. Sir, thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me on, Ms. Cooney. I'm uh, excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you on board. And uh, first and foremost, congratulations on on, um, on winning the mayorship in Jackson. It was a, it was a very close election. Um, have you come down off that high yet and, 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 and hit your groove yet? Yeah, I think uh, I think we started to find our str- to find our stride. Uh, the election was brutal. Uh, well, the election process rather right. was pretty brutal. It's probably one of the top three hardest things I've ever had to to endure. But um, I think we came out of it with an understanding of uh, exactly the kind of work that was cut out for us, and and that we were cut out for the work. You know, and it was a very close election, and and I think the people got it right. Um, you're doing some listening tours, which I think is a great idea. Talk a little bit about that, and how's that going so far throughout the city? So actually, I, I started the listening tour piece during the campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was president of the city council, we were we decided that we were going to take our we started taking our show on the road and wanted to take our council uh, meetings on tour. And the mm-hmm. idea was to take those council meetings to uh, colleges and universities in, inside the city. So we were just kind of reflecting on how we would um, engage the community once we got in the office, and uh, we thought that we would do listening tours, and our idea was a little different uh, because we didn't want to want it to be a, a time where we did all the talking and gave out all the information. We wanted to hear what the community had to say and to be able to tap into that collective genius. What's been some things you've heard from the citizens of Jackson that surprised you maybe that you didn't know about? Anything? Well, let me just tell you the takeaway. into your first term, what is your vision overall for, for say, the next few years for the city of Jackson?
with uh, dilapidation and uh, being able to deal with derelict um, of duty in terms of people keep keeping up and taking care of the property. Mm. I mean, that's huge, and we understand that. And so we uh, think that we are uh, coming up with some pretty good ideas on how to land bank and using properties for incentives, and uh, we've been able to... Uh, meet and uh, get some soft deals on housing redevelopment and so uh, we think that those are uh, primal and of course you can't talk about quality of life if you don't talk about you know dealing with crime mm-hmm. I think um, this, what we understand clearly is that crime is something that, that won't go away it's kind of like uh, when Jesus said the poor you have with you always mm-hmm. what we do understand is that uh, how we respond to crime more importantly how we attempt to prevent crime is what's going to send a clear message about how Jackson does business and then finally um, we think that we need to be waving a banner that simply says we're open for business that the city of Jackson uh, understands and respects the business climate we understand both uh, the government's contributions uh, as well as the private uh, industry private sector's contributions and, and, and we get that and uh, our efforts is to wrap our arms around uh, this, this this big beast <laughs> yeah. and to, to be able to let people know that, that we're willing and ready to make Jackson a part of um, the efforts to revitalize and bring our, our state back to where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Now you mentioned crime, of course. You know, I opened up this interview to my Facebook followers and Twitter followers and combined I have literally thousands of people um, and I got I just got inundated with questions from uh, a lot of the folks that live in Jackson, um, and one and the crime you, know, you brought you, you touched on it for a second. Crime was a big one. People wanted to know what a Yarbrough administration can do um, to to reduce the crime. And the first thing you did that I that I liked is is the um, selection of Lee Vance as chief of police. Can you touch t- touch on that a little bit? How you came to the conclusion to uh, to select uh, Mr. Vance? You know, I'm a good guy. Just you know, I, I try to make decisions for my head and my center. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lee Vance, just you know, he fit, and my gut said that I could trust him. Mm-hmm. Uh, my gut said that um, he understood this community-oriented policing that I wanted to see fully implemented in our city. And so, uh, after that final interview with him, and um, after having him mulled over it for about another 24 hours, in my opinion, it was a no-brainer. Yeah, I agree. I, I think he's he certainly paid his dues for the, to the city. He's been around a long okay. time. Go ahead. I'm glad you said that because ultimately, and, and you know, I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but as far as I was concerned, I really didn't care anything about dues that he paid. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't necessarily about who had been there the longest and who been, you know, who been a good boy while they were there. Mm-hmm. To me, it was about who fit what I was attempting to do. You know, who, right. who got it and who could hear me and mesh my vision with their plan and move this thing forward. And that's that that was my decision when it came to Lee Vance. And that's a good point because just some just because somebody's been around for a long time doesn't mean they mesh with your vision. You, you know? Right. right, right. All right, so um again the crime thing, what 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 are some things you plan on doing with the, the new chief of police? Um, maybe some things that previous administrations um, weren't weren't able to get done. I mean, how are you guys going to tackle that? Well, I think um, what we understand clearly is that we can't go at it alone. And so, mm-hmm. uh, even during the campaign, I talked about part 
Texas State University and um, other community partners, and we're looking to grow this. What, what MACE ultimately does is it allows us to use data uh, to uh, determine where the bulk of our resources need to go and, and, and how do we suppress crime, uh, build the community, the neighborhood back, clean it up, and then, and then give it back to uh, the community. Uh, mm. I, somebody was brought a good point to me the other day, and I hadn't thought about it this way. And they said, so so what you're trying to do, y'all, is to do what uh, we try to do with, with uh, Iraq. <laughs> and I said, well, I don't know if it's that extreme. We're not doing shock and awe. We're not bumming, not shooting. But what we do, what we do believe is that we got to go in and take communities back from the criminal element, empower the community uh, at that point to keep the community element out along with our help and our assistance. Mm. Uh, uh, let me just kind of dive a little bit further because I think it's important that people understand that this issue of crime is more than uh, what the Yarbrough administration is going to do. Mm -hmm. So let me tell you what we did within my first week of office. We assembled uh, everyone that was uh, that touches Hines County law enforcement, uh, the, or, or should I say the criminal justice system, period. We brought judges in, the district attorney, police chief, sheriff, uh, attorneys. We had everybody in the room, and we started to talk out loud about how we were missing the mark. Mm. Um, one of the issues in Jackson uh, had been, and, and uh, I'm sure you followed the big hoopla that followed uh, after I made the decision, but my decision was clear. If you kill someone in the city of Jackson, you don't get a $50,000 bond. Right. Uh, and, that's, and that's just, we're not tolerating that. Yep. Uh, so we wanted to first be sure that judges that were under my purview, my will and pleasure, share my vision. And that is, uh, and my value of life. And that is, it doesn't matter who it is, that, that you don't get a $50,000 bond. It is not okay to kill someone. And uh, so I think that we did a good job of closing that loophole. Uh, the other one that's a huge issue now that we're working on and I think we'll be able to come to some kind of conclusion on is that uh, we need to be, we need to have someone to put these folks and, and once they've committed a crime, they don't need to believe that the city of Jackson won't pursue, uh, it won't pursue them and have them placed in jail because there's a perception that we don't have space uh, or that there is no room. And then finally, uh, we have to do a better job of offering wraparound services to be sure that if there is someone who wants to, you know, make a change and make a turnaround, that we can offer them the kind of resources that they need in order to um, become productive citizens. But those are a few of the things that not only, not just philosophically, but also um, uh, practically that we're doing. So I get a lot of stuff, and it's good stuff. All right. Somebody also uh, threw a question at me that wanted to, they wanted me to ask you about Ferris Street Project. Uh, where's the city? Where, where are we at with that? Well, you know, I just be real honest with you. The city is, uh, from my point of view, Ferris Street will not be an albatross for my administration. What mm -hmm. we're doing is we're moving forward with uh, looking at how we can expand the entertainment district in downtown, inviting people to downtown get their ideas on how we can become an entertainment hub right. and Ferris Street will not stop that. In the meantime uh, we've kind of treated Ferris Street like it's uh, like it's an old car that was broken down. Uh, we, we, we're going to move it out of the front yard we're going to put it in the back shed we're going to put some really good mechanics in there some people might call them attorneys <laughs> and we're going to allow 
Well, that's good news, man. especially uh, the, the, the point you made about downtown Jackson and bringing some more entertainment. Because, you know, when you drive around downtown Jackson, the city's got a lot of potential. It's got a lot of potential. I met with uh, a group of um, business owners, particularly in the restaurant, bar business mm -hmm. from downtown. met with them at Martin's Restaurant a few weeks ago. Uh, an amazing group, an, an eclectic group of uh, business owners. They offer different kinds of entertainment, different kinds of food. And we just sat in a room at breakfast one morning and talked about the possibilities of downtown. And they started to say, you know, talk about what could be happening that would bring some synergy. Mm. And so, uh, you know, my, my, my motto is, is that I'll never be the smartest person in the room. And it was obvious that there were people in that room who understood it, who knew what needed to happen. They just needed to get in the same room and start talking about it. So I gave them a charge to get together, uh, meet a few times regularly, and bring me some recommendations that I can actually handle from the city's point of view. And so that's what we, we kind of put that ball in their hand. And again, that's about the listening to it, man. Uh, I, I don't know entertainment. I just know I just know good entertainment when I get there, right? So I, we just decided that we would put that in the hands of the people who understand it well, and then allow them to give us the feedback that we need and the marching orders to try to uh, uh, move some initiatives forward. Gotcha. Okay, one of the most, the second most popular question that that the folks wanted me to ask you was. Uh, the city, a lot of city workers hit me up, a lot of EMS, a couple police officers, uh, one police dispatcher, um, wanted to know about pay raises, if that's something that you can see um, during your administration, and because you have also talked about maybe a, a budget cut proposal, so can you talk about those two points? I guess the fairest way to say it is, is, is it ser it's seriously being looked at. That, is that fair to say? Yeah, I've been on this council since 2009, and, and I've not seen it looked at more seriously than it's being looked at now. Well, that's, uh, that'll be music to some ears. Okay, let's talk about Costco coming over there to Smith Wills. There was uh, some zoning issues. Can you update the uh, folks on that? Well, uh, about two years ago, uh, 
the Johnson administration, I think, sent a letter to Costco uh, inviting them to uh, look into some possibilities in the city. Uh, that conversation had kind of been volleyed back and forth. The Lumumba administration kind of picked it up. Uh, and the day that uh, Mayor Lumumba passed, actually, mm. he was supposed to have a meeting with the Costco folks. Um, and, and unfortunately, he did pass. And uh, so we were left with uh, an amazing opportunity in my mind because um, uh, a retail bot store that pays above the minimum wage suggestion, not the minimum wage, but the suggestion that the president has made, and they pay on average of about 11 bucks, or not average, I think their lowest, maybe about 11 bucks wow. uh, an hour. Uh, I think they've been rated uh, as one of the best places to work, and so we thought, uh, why not? It generates $165 million a year. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody's always saying Jackson is losing. This is our statement that Jackson is actually winning, uh, that Jackson is viable and vital. Uh, so we went to the rezoning. Uh, unfortunately, our zoning, uh, our planning board denied the zoning. Uh, however, it's my assertion that the planning board uh, did not do due diligence because they considered use, and that is, uh, uh, that's not a correct standard for determining zoning. Mm -hmm. um, and we do plan on appealing and uh, bringing it before the council. That's good stuff. All right, another person wanted to know about road conditions. What is your what is your plan to fix some of the roads? And other than you have too, I'm sure. Obviously, you're the mayor of the city. You've driven all over the roads in Jackson, and I, I, do, I do too quite frequently. And there are some there are some areas that really really need some work, um, some bad roads in some areas. Well, what's your what's your plan to get those fixed up? Well, the good news is is uh, we're going to do it. The bad news is is that it's probably going to take as much time to get them fixed as it took for them to get in the shape that they're in. Mm -hmm. um, got over 1,100 uh, miles of road and streets in Jackson. Mm -hmm. And uh, my friend, we're talking about, you know, 30 years of neglect in a lot of cases, deferred maintenance in most cases. And so we'll be presenting a comprehensive plan and doing another, another round of listening tours over the next month and a half or so uh, to get... Uh, community input on how they want to see their infrastructure improvements. And we'll be putting in front of them our plan to get those streets done, our plan to make sure that the pipes under their streets don't burst and then we have to come and tear the brand new streets up again. Mm. So we'll be presenting that. Uh, what we do have right now is what we have not had, and that is a revenue stream that is solely dedicated to uh, these improvements. And so, um, it's something that, again, folks will start seeing dirt turning around here in terms of a robust effort to get work done, you know, in a matter of about um, four to six months. But, again, I do want to say that this issue of the roads will, you know, uh, we're talking about 1,100 miles. Yeah. It'll, it'll take a while, but um, we got a plan that'll address how we're going to do it. All right. Okay, last thing I got for you, Mayor, and again, we really appreciate you taking the time out to do this interview. Um, I was actually at Bass Pro Shop over in Pearls and, and ran into a young lady 
who um, who started a nonprofit for inner city youth kids to learn skills, um, camping, um, survival skills, and things like that. That a lot of the inner city youth kids don't really they're not really exposed to that kind of thing a lot. Um, are you open to uh, to something like that coming into Jackson? And are, and then what about some other inner city youth kids? Or I'm sorry, inner city youth programs. Um, that can that gives give some of these kids some hope, give them some things to do uh, when they, you know when they get out of school and um, you know and I mentioned to you off the record about boxing gyms, um, just things like yeah. that. You know, you, can you touch on that a little bit? I think at the end of the day, those are, those are the organizations that really make the most impact. Mm. Uh, people look to municipalities, they look to government for that kind of stuff. But let me just tell you. That, stuff. Mayor, I really appreciate you doing this interview. Give me some final th- some final thoughts out there for the folks of Jackson. Uh, there, there's a lot of people in the city, you know, especially the folks that live in some of the areas that have a higher crime rate um, and there's some really good folks in those in those neighborhoods that, you know, they get scared sometimes. Um, share, share some thoughts for them. Uh, I know you touched on your vision a little bit, um, but just kind of wrap up the, the interview with some final thoughts on, 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 on what we can expect over the next few years.